0: To the conspiracy curious, the highly sceptical, the generally bewildered and other refugees from the post-truth era, welcome to episode 6 of the Informed Paranoia podcast.
1: Offering thoroughly examined conspiracy content free of hatred, ridicule or blind faith. For anyone who's ever wanted to know what's down there, we brave the rabbit hole so you don't have to.
0: Armchair historian and failed wannabe journalist Matt and I believe that our disgraceful departure from Afghanistan will inculcate a new generation of terrorists.
1: Again, Matt, not highly irrational. That's pretty. <laughs> that seems pretty spot on. It's That's unproven. Right. <laughs> it's unproven. unproven. I would
0: I would go so far as to make a prediction. Okay, that twenty years from now, there'll be it'll be worth watching the news. A prediction well yeah. founded in historical yeah.
1: fact. Yeah. That's why you're a historian. Yeah. So I'm like yeah. I'm a psychological scientist and I would not be surprised. Well, it's not that I wouldn't be surprised. I think I want this to be true. I saw a documentary once about um, Jesus' death and resurrection, that it was all a stunt that he Oh okay you that he used some kind of you know when he takes the vinegar when he's up on the cross?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, that was actually a on the a, sponge. On the, on the tip of the Spear of Longinus, is that yes.
1: right? Yes. Thank you, Matthew. Sunday school has done you well. That's more um, like
0: the History Channel has done me well, but thank you.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Um, that he used some kind of potion that put him into a catatonic state, mm. like really low torpor kind of state. So they, yep. they couldn't. So he fooled the guards thinking he was dead. And mm-hmm. his resurrection was actually just him recovering from whatever the, the toxin was. Mm. And didn't someone see, them, see him on the highway or something?
0: Yeah, um, one of the disciples. He, sorry, earlier. Yeah,
1: before he ascended. Well, that his yeah. ascension was when he actually died, but mm-hmm. he was so badly injured from the crucifixion that he was he was barely, barely functioning. That's what I want to be true. That it was just a brilliant hoax that lasted two thousand years.
0: The founding miracle of the Western world was a publicity stunt.
1: Uh, it was. I wouldn't say he's been. He has been crucified. Right. He okay. He just didn't die like it's a fair. It's a fair stunt, but it was a a deliberately, um, deceitful act. Right.
0: Yeah. Mm. A sort of, um, activist Mm. of the ancient world, evading punishment Mm. kind of thing. Yeah. 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 All right. Interesting. Mm. As always with, with every, (laughs) every week, (laughs) I I feel like I promote myself as a conspiracy theorist. Then I say something really bland. And then you you give this this reason, but yeah. but more more ultra yeah. belief, and then I can I can just neither confirm nor deny. I'm like, yeah, okay, well, maybe
1: yeah. we're and all compensating for something, Matt.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so you're taking the reins again this week. Well, we're for the... looking at part part two of psychosis. If I'm not mistaken.
1: Well, we left psychosis at the theory last time. I wanted to talk about the application. You know, using what we know from sort of community mental health, how do you Mm -hmm. treat the patient, the patient being a collection or a collective of people? How should we approach them as individuals, really? Mm -hmm. Um, So that that won't be the whole episode. It'll only be, you know, a segment. And then we should get on to some more current stuff as well because it's obviously a pretty important day today that we're recording on. It's 9-11, 20 years since today. So Mm. given that's a founding conspiratorial conspiracy belief,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. You have a bit of mind. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I think especially people, our generation, we're in our forties, mm. so um, it happened exactly halfway, in the time we've been alive. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and at an age when you're quite impressionable in your twenties,
1: mm.
0: um, and I know that for people in the states, obviously, it's a very solemn occasion. Um, but also it's it's an event that started people on the conspiracy road. Mm. That that um, potentially had the potential to peel an entire generation.
1: Especially in the internet age. It was such an internet yeah. video based Yeah. Even before social media really, there was so much yeah. video sharing on YouTube or Exactly, yeah. Or
0: and some happened. some early um conspiracy documentaries which I think now have yeah. become a pretty Everyday thing, some of the founding ones and big, big numbers of viewership, and um, big volumes of viewership. They were they were analysing nine eleven. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. So that's where we're heading. But I think yeah. For the, this first part, I want to talk about um, really what what do we do about it if we're concerned about collective psychosis about the mm-hmm. collective loss of our sort of shared understanding of reality. How do we mend that reality so that it's more unified? It's never going to be perfectly unified. Everyone's going to have a different take, but yeah, at the moment we're definitely heading in different directions with those who essentially fanaticized or radicalized online. Mm-hmm. So how do we treat them not not just as radicals, but as people worthy of engaging with?
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, because um, I think I think it's um as we discussed prior to hitting record, um, it really works both ways. Mm. That there's um, conspiracy believers, not all, but um, a subset of conspiracy believers have become so radical that they will not listen to outside sources, mm. including people in their own lives. Yeah. Um, but I also think that, um, as I believe we've mentioned, mentioned in passing before, the term conspiracy theory has become a pejorative label. Exactly for yep. anything you want to write off mm. and anyone who prescribes to it, you also stop validating in any way. So yep. it, it's gross divide that, mm. that works both ways and you've just othered and, and disregarded the other person,
1: which is very yeah. unfortunate. I think that othering is really important because it's not just talking about misinformation, which is the, the non-other, that's the medium mm. with which people are becoming radicalised and targeting that you know, sin versus sin, that kind of thing. Well, let's actually look at um, demonizing misinformation. No, let's let's demonize conspiracy theorists. They're, yeah, they're the, they're 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 the them that we need to fight against. Thought, well, no, because yeah. there's misinformation on your side of the fence as well that you need to tackle.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, <laughs> Plus, um, as soon as you reach that point where you don't listen to the other person, with with a few exceptions i yeah. i don't think yeah. we need to sit down with white supremacists and, and no. open up to a discussion this is um, not but, no no but with um with conspiracy theorists um and the way the for lack of a better word mainstream population relates to them as soon as you reach that point where you cannot accept anything the other side says there is no basis for dismissing misinformation because exactly. there's no basis for discussion yep um, it's like um, uh, As- Asinski, the the prominent American th- social theorist who writes about conspiracy theories. One of his quotes, um, which I'll give not verbatim, obviously, is that you can debunk anything except a different reality. Yeah. And yes. if we're going to live in reality, different realities, we, we can't educate each other. That's tragic. So, I think...
1: This is exactly how I want to approach it, that some people, unfortunately, have already made that creative leap. Mm. um, The curious uh, leap. The curious leap, sorry. The curious leap away from family and have become so radicalised by misinformation online, they become the fanatic who is no longer accessible. But we're not talking about those people. We're talking about people moving down the spectrum of of conspiratorial belief or misinformation vulnerability, let's say, how, yep. not not how do you talk them back it's not about um you know applying therapy it's just how do you connect with that person to ensure that they don't go further down the mm-hmm. line in in the interaction that you're having with them i think that's yeah that's the key sure. one yeah
0: um and as, as someone who would probably put myself on that spectrum especially at times mm. um i also think don't i'm trying to think hard about how to put this without sounding really paranoid myself but don't let the um version of a group of people in the the given to you in the media um pre let you prejudge them to an extent where you wouldn't listen yeah exactly yeah so so as always works both ways and so, the behavior that we're trying to prevent
1: in a way is to stop people making a curious leap away from their trusted people and into the mm-hmm. hands of conspiracy groups and others online. So, white supremacists, mm-hmm. fanatical religions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I think we need to mm-hmm. treat the conspiracy collective or those moving towards that collective the same way that we treat individuals diagnosed with some form of psychosis. So, the first and foremost is with. Empathy. That's what we're talking about Mm. here. Stop demonising people. It's not helping. Stop calling them stupid. They're clearly not. Some Mm. of the information there is dumb, but that's only because we see it out of context. Mm -hmm. Um, They can think, you know, we're sheeple and what we're doing is dumb. That's not the point. Mm. For someone who already believes in conspiratorial, um, in this conspiratorial ecosystem, it's just an extension of their belief. It meshes with higher order beliefs, so there's no cognitive dissonance for them. The initial curious leap of imagination was not a conscious choice but rather a response to some sort of acute or chronic stress or collective trauma, like let's think about it like that and show empathy.
0: Yeah, or a, or a cultural socioeconomic disempowerment. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, it's easy yep. for the latte set to to laugh at these people and say... They're wearing tinfoil hats. I'm thinking about the the situation with Melbourne's lockdown and mm. the protests about it. Yeah. Um, and in my neighbourhood, actually, there's mixed feelings in my family. <laughs> um, there's there's little understanding of why someone would protest the lockdown. And we've been very yeah. very compliant. I myself are pretty supportive of, of the lockdowns in Melbourne. Um,
1: but some but people it would be, be really tough. It, it would be different if if you owned
0: your own grocery. Right, yep. And I, I yep. don't think that the laptop class fully under, fully understands that as well as they could sometimes.
1: Or if you have, like, let's go to an extreme, if you have a, a substance use disorder, mm. if you have an addiction and you can't get out of your house, like you can't leave your 5K radius to get to your dealer, mm. like that's going to induce some pretty strong feelings. Yeah. So go between the grocery um, owner and the substance a disordered person, substance use disordered person, the addict, like mm-hmm. people are going to be stressed for many
0: different reasons. Absolutely. Not to mention um, if you come from a cultural background where you fear the government and the military mm. and and you've experienced autocracy, violent yep. oppression by the yep. state, um, you're not going to be receptive to a curfew. You see why, Dictator then in, in the Herald Sun and you freak out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, and is that not... A voice we should listen to. Yeah, because I'm I'm um, compliant with the lockdown, but deeply suspicious of giving the government more power. I think yeah. that should always be questioned. Yeah, crisis or not. So use the yeah. QR
1: code every time, but question my use of it every time as well. Healthy. Exactly.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I'm a I'm a QR code enthusiast with the current. This is uh, for for, for uh, listening outside outside the the Australia. Um, this is our system for. I believe other other countries are using yeah, it as well nice. where you yeah. where you check in to a business um to aid in contact tracing eff- efforts in yeah. the case you get sick. Um, I think you um, have yeah, in slip too. I think you said What's T a
1: code, not QR code. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> where we scan one, we yeah. scan all. Um yeah, so I am I'm, I'm pretty into that system, but did you know and I can't believe this wasn't a bigger story in the media, the police used yeah. one of those those um, check-ins to prosecute a crime. Did they, or did they try to? Well, hopefully think... they didn't succeed. I don't you... think they
1: succeeded. I think they requested the data three times. It got knocked back three times, but they tried. Good. So, good. Um, informed paranoia we are. That once is not too good. many.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm a bit suspicious of the fact they kept going with their request as well. But I'm glad yeah. it didn't go through. Mm. So. Yeah. Okay.
1: So related to empathy is. Mm-hmm. Maintaining a medium distance. So being involved, be close, but not too close that we might also become embroiled in their beliefs or be um, seen as a potential convert. Like you don't want to be Mm -hmm. in that um, style. So like Scotty's QAnon moment,
0: Scotty. Like he was too close, too permissive. Yep. Um Again any... again for, for listeners outside Australia, this is um our current Prime Minister Scott Morrison um and his friendship with Tim Fisher. I always forget yep. this person's name. Um who uh online is known as Burn Notice mm-hmm. and is probably Australia's leading advocate for QAnon or was. I don't know yep. what he's up to lately. Um and the scandal that caused Morrison, um, when it was suggested that this friend of his had influenced him to to include a a reference to satanic ritual abuse or ritual abuse in one of his speeches. Mm. So again, maybe just a little bit too close, hadn't set proper boundaries. Mm. That's point point
1: three, set clear boundaries around um, what you can talk about and in what forum. So, whether yeah. it's the family dinner table or social media, so mm. you can say to people, you're entitled to follow your own belief system, but you're not free to inflict that on us whenever you feel like it just because you're passionate about it. Yeah. Like, freedom of speech is not the freedom to say anything to anyone at any time in any yeah. context. You yeah. So, it's okay not to talk
0: about it. We want to talk about other things as well. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, there's freedom and then there's oppressing other people with yeah. your opinion. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and it's funny um you know when you talk about having boundaries with people you know, friends and family, it sounds weird to introduce a rule, but I think you know plenty of families might have a no politics until after dinner, no policy. politics or religion, yeah
1: at all yeah that was my family policy <laughs> well, our
0: family policy was religion before every meal <laughs> um. And I turned out we' discussing it though yeah. no, we were, we weren't discussing it but yeah, I think um yeah it's it can be done. is yep. what I'm saying it's not as, it's not as um strange and emotionless and policing as it sounds. Mm. yeah
1: So the next point I kind of I don't know, I struggle how to frame this given we're not appealing kind of podcast, we're not trying to get anyone. We're not activists. We're not trying to get anyone on side. Speak to yourself. <laughs> Look into the
0: grove, people.
1: <laughs> Episode three. Yeah. Four, um, is to find a therapeutic intervention and be, sort of be part of it. Right. So what is that in this context? How can you, we take a therapeutic approach to this situation? I think some of it is sort of the social media algorithms that you talk about. Yeah. Or, you know, you want to talk about that. They need to be modified for public good, perhaps. Okay. But media ownership, Fox and Sky in Australia, are starting to feel pushback from YouTube. And mm-hmm. I think we'll talk a bit more about it later. But the sheer concentration of media power driven by corporate greed and ratings at any cost
0: is a clear change that seems to need to be made. Yeah. Not to mention yeah. the, the absence of governance on social media. Exactly. Which, in, which is probably, I mean, Fox and Sky do their damage, but I don't think anyone can compete with the the manure-spreading might that mm. is Facebook. um, And it doesn't come from an agenda. I don't think it comes from their hands being off the rudder. Exactly. So yeah. I think the, the point
1: is that we need to, an intervention needs to happen at some point mm-hmm. now. We can't just let this situation continue. And so whether that's being part of, the movement or whether it's just being clear in your opinion when talking to someone to say, but that's, I think that's the the media, you know, splitting us. I think we yeah. need to address, when talking to the people to say, I think we need to address the common cause of this, our mm. dispute or our difference of opinion, because this yeah. isn't us. This isn't us as individuals. The media yeah. has made us like this.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's interesting um, that that um, conspiracy believers mm. are so distrustful of the media, mm. but in their distrust, keep seeking out media that they will they Believe. want to put all their faith in. Yeah, yeah, wholeheartedly.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, keep seeking the true media.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, whereas one of the so-called sheeple sheep sheep person. One, yeah. one of them, like she me, <laughs> um, even even my most trusted sources, and I don't agree with them wholeheartedly.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. It's not an absolute. Um, I had a I really just...
1: good conversation with someone about this who was talking yeah. about their vaccine hesitancy, and they said, yeah. look, I don't trust politicians, I don't trust the media, but I, I have people who I trust in my life, even online, mm. And yep. when they question it, I find it very hard to question them because I trust yeah. them on, you know, the hobby that I follow them about. I trust them yeah. wholeheartedly, and they're good people. So yep. why would they lie to me? It's like, well, people can just be wrong.
0: Yeah, oh, that's right.
1: Objectively wrong. People are people. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. So they're yeah, even um, influencers in a... have a great deal of influence. They're trusted yeah. sources. So that's interesting
1: because in social media landscape of. Australia has just changed in that media corporations or media um, enterprises have now been made liable for their comments pages, for comments Ooh. made on their pages, on social media pages.
0: Right. Wait, liable. wait, just, just a sec. Hmm. If you listen carefully, you can hear them all closing. <laughs> 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 do, it's, like, it's like someone knocking a row of those foldable metal chairs. I can just hear them all (laughs) shutting down. (laughs) Click here to learn more.
1: So obviously the judiciary is onto this. They're like, no, this is toxic stuff. We need to get rid of it. Or, you know, someone's made a lawsuit and that's forced to change. Yeah. I mean, Australia spawned Rupert Murdoch and he's behind a lot of the misinformation plaguing our hemisphere and his Mm -hmm. empire's influence, I think, needs to be curtailed somehow to stop feeding people's paranoia and the split. Yeah,
0: sure. Yeah, and and I, I mean, I, I joked cynically about it and I think um, for a lot of social media spaces that that'll be the, the inevitable result. that mm. um, For fear of litigation, any discourse is just shut down. Exactly. But some of them will choose to moderate. Yes. And it's and that's amazing. Great. Yeah. It's great. I, this is why I maintain that Reddit is a good place to talk to people you disagree with because mm. I find it quite civil and mm. rational yep. and measured even the conspiracy forum for i mean people i don't know, it's not hospitable yeah. to them to the measured and the reasonable but it it is there yeah you know there's there is space for that um it's a respectable and you can't just debate. say whatever you want yeah yeah as opposed to the comment section on youtube which is just as yeah. as monkeys throwing their feces at each other digitally
1: they're information sewers and they may have just mm. been... Yeah, we might We not might have a sewerage system rather than just running in the streets.
0: Right. Is and great. is that a... Sorry, was that a uh, law federally in Australia? No, it's not this a law. Is... That was a okay.
1: um, common law. So it's a, uh, the result of a legal proceeding.
0: Oh, I see. It's a legal precedent mm-hmm. in Australia. In Australia, I believe, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yep. Well, okay. definitely Australia. I don't know what jurisdiction, but yeah. Yeah, okay. In Australia. Mm. Cool.
1: So that's that that kind of the information feeding end, I think in talking to people um, about their own personal situation that drives them to believe, I think we should take something like what's called a trauma-informed approach, which is very chic Mm. in mental health settings. Mm -hmm. It means understanding the source of their symptoms and not just the symptoms themselves. Mm -hmm. This not only helps the helper to empathise and set boundaries and retain a sense of control within the chaos of interacting with someone like this um, can also help the helpee by giving them insight into their own plight. Because people are, I think, like we've said, are identifying with their conspiracy status or they're Mm. they're othering people as sheeple. So they're creating a sense of identity. This isn't something that you need to point out to them. They know they're out on a limb, Mm. in a sense. And if pressed, they'll of course say they they don't want to be. They want their beliefs to become mainstream. Mm-hmm. They want society to shift to their collective world. Well, why do they want that? What impels that desire? What has driven them to think that everyone else needs to change? Okay. Yeah. What, what What's driven a, a sense of cynicism on their part? How mm-hmm. can you identify and tease that out, draw it out?
0: Yeah, or, or more broadly, um, the this person should has a responsibility or it will benefit them to examine where their beliefs come from.
1: Yeah.
0: As it would benefit anyone. Yeah. Um, And it strikes me that um, something you see a lot in conspiracy discussion is that um, people who are not ready or or spurn extreme beliefs, they're wrapped in this comforting narrative and they're not ready for greater truth. So there's this um, keenness to look at the psychological motivations... Behind skepticism, mm. yeah, but not of yourself, yeah, you know, mm. um, and that seems very like a special pleading.
1: Yeah, oh, for sure, Abs- yep. B-
0: because I think anyone, no matter what you believe, you know, have the courage to say that you have a psychological stake in it, or it's related to your personality. Everyone can admit that. You know what I mean? is it's very similar to the religious special pleading of
1: revelation and the infallibility of the information that you've got from you've gotten from mm. god it's the same very very much the same flavor no that information is infallible yours is completely fallible because you have this you know weakness about you yeah so i don't know i think that's it's not a re- really close analogy for um trauma-informed approaches in mental health because you're not mm-hmm. you know, you know, identifying an event or something in their life. But I think we, we can essentially all agree that the world is pretty fucked up at the moment in one way or yeah. another, at least in our quote-unquote West. We're struggling, we're grappling, we're floundering. After nearly three-quarters of a century of pretty mm. linear growth and development, things have taken a bit of a turn. The male life expectancy has gone down in the US for the first mm. time recently. Living conditions must have gotten worse somehow, and so men, the vast... Bulk of conspiracy theorists are showing signs of that distress. Mm. So, my personal bias here is to see it as a symptom of that change, so that kind of Western male white change, but also a collective trauma of sort of the impending ecological catastrophe, the dreaded Anthropocene. Climate change is just one element of it, there's Mm -hmm. mass extinction. Ecosystem collapse, rising global conflict, the retreat of democracy, mass migration—it's kind of all in there together as a collective loss of homeostasis. I think that's yeah something that we could all probably agree on at the moment, even conspiracy mm. theorists. So I think that's a way to reach out to say we're all struggling. You're struggling yeah. with, you know, um, maybe it is like you say it's a, a disempowerment. But what, what's the what's the loss that they're experiencing? But. Isn't everyone experiencing that at the moment in some form or other?
0: Yeah. Well, not the reptilians. No, I mean they're,
1: they've, <laughs> but, got their own, they've got their own planet to go back but, to. They're yeah, no.
0: In, in all seriousness, no, no, I think that's um, that's a very powerful thing to remember. Hmm. Um, and uh, in social media and the mainstream media, like like I said before, um, I think people write off uh, conspiracy beliefs not just because of the apparent ludicrousness of their beliefs but also they don't deserve to have them they don't deserve to protest yeah and i think that's that's a bit troubling um i mean obviously there's it's a deeply complex and painful area where you get into equivalence Mm. Um, between someone struggling in the Melbourne lockdown versus someone fleeing the Taliban Afghanistan. in Afghanistan, mm. um, and and the way that the intersection of your race and gender affects your relationship with the law and the state, um, and I, I, you know, I'm not going to put white males as the most oppressed group. <laughs> no, no, right. but something. Has but not, n- n- but neither intrinsically. Yeah, yeah, but neither can you say because of your gender and and your. Cultural heritage. You you don't deserve to feel pain. Yeah, you shouldn't say that to anyone.
1: Yeah. Or loss, even if that loss mm. is something that you think is a justified loss. Yeah, they're still going to feel it. So if they if like the the patriarchy is shifting, <laughs> is changing, mm. that is still going to have some psychological impact. Whether yeah. you think that's justified or whether you know men should just get over it. Yeah. Yes, they should, but they're going to yeah. have to go through some kind of process and maybe this is that kind of
0: process. I don't know. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah so sure. to me,
0: some yeah.
1: men... Even if you this... want to
0: burn down the patriarchy, um, yeah. some people are going to find it hot. Yeah. What are you yeah. going to do with their experience of burns? Mm. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. Yeah.
1: So to me, some people have become like blatant denialists and reactionaries in the face of, what we're all facing collectively, deluding themselves that things are perfectly normal. Mm -hmm. The data don't say what they clearly do and shutting themselves off in media echo chambers like Fox and Sky. But I think there's another related collective psychosis over in that group who also claim that climate change is a Chinese hoax or a conspiracy. Mm -hmm. It's already in the same pantheon of delusional belief. But I I think they're all just essentially saying They're symptoms of the same underlying disease at present, that we're experiencing a collective trauma as humans, Mm -hmm. reaching the limits of, like, earthbound prosperity. I think in a not a positive sense, but in a less negative sense, you know, the billionaire magnates recognise it and want to solve the problem by blasting off into space. So they're escapists, Mm -hmm. as if that will solve the problems here somehow. But the real problem is there's no clear solution, and that's the... I think the traumatic uncertainty that we're all sort of wading in as people search for answers. Scotty Morrison, yeah. our prime minister, has got—he's got God. Some are turning to veganism. Not saying that's an extreme belief system, <laughs> but I'm just saying it's—it's it's a radical so, change for a lot of people. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Some are going off grid. Some are immersing yeah. themselves in conspiracy theory as a w- way to blame someone, anyone. Yeah.
0: Or or also to promise hope. Because um, um, not, not with all conspiracy theories, but but with QAnon, um, uh, an important factor that I think is often overlooked in mainstream coverage Coverage is there is a promised golden age. Yeah. After the cabal has been deconstructed. But you can um, say that... There will be a miraculous age. Yeah.
1: yeah. So however cynical or dark the belief system, there is mm-hmm. an element of hope at the core. You can even say that with white supremacists. They're blaming Jews or black people or the Chinese for yeah. society's ills, but if they stick to their belief system, there will be reckoning and reinstatement of.
0: They will secure a future for the white race and then their children. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In their own, in their own ethos, it's it's aspirational. Yeah. So conspiracy
1: yeah, theorists exactly. are being a little yeah. bit more abstruse and indirect. Mm-hmm. Who they're laying blame on? It's a cabal, you World order deep state. But Mm -hmm. really, the problem is the blame game has been harnessed politically, I think, and especially in America, Mm. it's now divided along political lines. So now it's red versus blue. And I think we desperately want to avoid that happening in Australia. So the Pauline Hansons and George Christensons of our political system, we're doing Mm -hmm. everything they can to reinforce and deepen that division. Yeah. The hope for us in this podcast is to help avoid people from making that creative leap away and into that sort of abyss
0: i have some i have a, a brief addendum
1: block. yeah nice
0: um so you know i've i've been um <laughs> a casually researching queue and i'm about to kick it up into obsessive territory mm-hmm um, for our episode next week. And as part of my homework, I've been reading The Storm is Upon Us mm-hmm. um, by Mike Rothschild, who was um, the journalist who was first able to put together an exhaustive description of where Q com- where the QAnon phenomenon comes from, what motivates mm-hmm. it um, for the layman, and includes a chapter in his book uh, about how to talk people down. Right. Um, um, yeah. And... Unpilling, yeah. And and his focus is not, as we've been talking about somewhat sort of on the conspiracy spectrum, um, but a hardcore believer. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because, um, first of all, uh, he doesn't include his own ideas about what to do. He's the mm-hmm. first person to say at the beginning of the chapter, he's not a therapist. Mm-hmm. He's not an expert in dick programming. He's a journalist. Mm-hmm. But he's, in the course of his research for the book, He's talked to experts on cults, mm-hmm. experts on deradicalization and he compiles compiled some of their tips for how to talk people out of extreme beliefs. Mm-hmm. And interestingly, a lot of them uh, concur with what you've said today.
1: Oh,
0: nice. Yeah. Using a community mental health approach, that's great. I, I guess so, yeah. I, just, I don't know what you just said, so I'm just going to smile. <laughs> um, they can't see you a...
1: smiling, Matthew.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I'm smiling. <laughs> um, but there are a couple of others that I thought were interesting too. Um, so a key one was to, in the words of Rothschild, try Rothschild, sorry, try to unplug them. Unplug. As in disconnect from social media. Right. Huh. Yep. Very um, practical tip. Very good. Yeah. Oh, because obviously that's such a locus of, conspiracy belief i know a lot of conspiracy beliefs uh, believers these days also um it happens in families mm. or um with with partners or with friends um and you can attend real world events con- conventions rallies protests but it, it seems like the, the real bulk. nexus mm. is is online um and i just thought that was worth saying especially because um as i've mentioned before i find some of the research for the podcast Quite dire, yeah, and yeah. <laughs> and it's really healthy for me to unplug,
1: yeah, and do consciously, something else. not just think, oh, that will fade away, but actually,
0: yeah, do some work, yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. So, um, you know, um, I, I think I've said before, even even researching um allegation of of fake child abuse, or that I don't believe happened, mm. it's it's gross, it's yeah. it's still child abuse, yeah. Um, so just the the content or the the mood of it. It's best to put yourself away. i, don't think, I, don't I th-
1: also, I think listeners should know just a little bit about you that you're not a you're not a social media consumer normally. Bit of Reddit, no. maybe bit of YouTube, but yeah. no Facebook, no Twitter, no Instagram, no TikTok.
0: No, not at all, not at all. Um, although I'm, I'm a recent member of Telegram for research purposes.
1: Of what um, Telegram?
0: Telegram, yeah. What's Absolutely. that? that's the um, app that you use to organise lockdown protests and stuff. Oh right, not. is it's, it like Signal it's... or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's I'm one of okay. these these alt right spaces. So, cool. yeah, I love to go to alt right spaces. <laughs> um, yeah, you're a lurk. And lurk. I'm a yeah. lurker. I'm an yeah. alt right lurker. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, but also I would say, um, even if, um, what? Even if we're wrong, right? Mm. Even if if our largely skeptical debunking podcast is wrong, mm. and and. Um, nine eleven was an inside job, and JFK was assassinated by the CIA, as you believe. <laughs> um, and reptilians are secretly running the world. To fight that, you are going to have to be healthy, yep, well resourced, mm. and connected to your to your community. Mm. Yeah. So even if if it's a real wrong, fight, it's not going to happen even, online. Yeah. Even if we're wrong and you're fighting the good fight, do it Do it in a healthy way, yeah. please. Look don't forget yourself. to go outside. Self-care. Look after yourself. Self-care. It Very applies good. to to those engaged in spiritual warfare as yep. it does to anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing I thought was interesting um, is Rothschild's, one of his other tips, he's got a whole lot and some of them you've covered, some of them you haven't, yep. um, but is don't attempt to debate or debunk. Yes um, which is obviously something um, I would personally struggle with because of my approach to this <laughs> that's, whole podcast that's your strength has, has been to, <laughs> to get to the bottom of debunking but it wasn't long mm. in my journey to the bottom of conspiracy theories yeah that I was I'd reached the limits of debunking mm. you you can't debunk an entire worldview. No it's exhausting. You can you can take um, out one node,
1: but then the it will strengthen a connection Exactly another to other beliefs, yeah. Other exactly.
0: Beliefs. Yeah. So so if anyone like listened to a, a hardcore debunking episode like our our once on Pizzagate, episode one and two, if mm-hmm. memory serves. Yeah. Um, you know, hopefully next time you see something on social media that Satanists are ruling in the world or or there's secret huge child trafficking rings, you might think back to that and question the the cultural roots of it. Yeah. And the and the fallibility of those. Mm. But um and, and as Ross Charles mentioned, um this I'll quote from the book, um, I don't debate conspiracy theory believers because as a sceptic and a researcher, I'm beholden to the truth, while the conspiracy theorist can use anything they want in their arguments. Mm. Attempting to debunk or fact check QAnon to get someone out of QAnon will only send you down an endless path of knocking down every argument or half baked Q proof they come up with, and you will run out of patience with their arguments long before they run out of arguments with them declaring victory over So, you. this is practicing
1: self care for the intervener. For the I unplugger. think so. Yeah, and, and Do also. Do yourself a favor, don't bother.
0: Yeah, also just um, take an approach that's that's practic- practically sound. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because what's the opportunity
1: um, cost? What else could you be talking about while you're talking about the theory, the conspiracy theory itself? Exactly. You could be talking about things that will actually help them.
0: Uh, so the other thing we want to do this episode is talk through some current events. mm in Australia, that relate to uh, um, conspiracy theories and extreme belief. For the first um, time, we're
1: going to be topical.
0: Topical, yeah. <laughs> Don't get too excited. This is not. <laughs> this is not Four Corners. We won't be going into on a deep dive as as I like to. Um, no, no notes. Just just what we've what we've seen in recent times, and the mood that creates for leading up to QAnon. And mm-hmm. how it could connect to Australia. in yeah. future episodes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is that about right, Locke? It sounds good. We could, we should call yeah. ourselves
1: Five Corners, given we've talked about Satanism a lot. Anyway, that's good. Five.
0: Cor- oh, it's yeah. Great. Thank you. Yeah, for six, that. six, six, six minutes.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 and well we can't do a new segment now. <laughs> Yeah, we can. Come on. We've just
1: lampooned 60 minutes oh, okay. and four right. quarters. We've just been oh, fair and balanced. Me. All right.
0: Come on. Um, well, okay, we're go- I'm, changing, I'm changing the plan. We're going in reverse order. Of, <laughs> of importance. Um, so you mentioned um, uh, the ban on Sky content, some Sky content on YouTube. Is that right?
1: Yeah. So I think it was a, um, a few weeks ago now, but mm-hmm. there was some Alan Jones material. Mm-hmm. Some Sky News at night. Alan Jones segment. is is a, a kind of ex- conservative radio, shock jock. Yeah, he's an in, ex- in radio Australia. shock jock. So very yeah. powerful, he's now, very
0: influential. Yeah, who's now on Sky News at night? Yes. is that correct? Yeah, yeah, which is like our Tucker Carlson sort of hour. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, not it, to be confused with Alex Jones. No, but yeah. uh,
1: kindred in spirit. I think definitely in the outrage Mm -hmm. meter. Oh, careful. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, YouTube took down some of their videos branded as Mm -hmm. misinformation. So that's a bit of a watershed moment for Australian media, I think. Yeah. A a mainstream outlet that only have a a small viewership, but they're quite, they punch above their weight in terms of exposure and Mm -hmm. certainly in terms of making headlines. Because what?
0: Sky News?
1: Yeah. Oh, they're everywhere.
0: Yeah. I can't believe it. Train yeah.
1: stations, they were on, you know, airplanes at the airport. So, yeah. they're obviously, they're backed by the Murdochs. So they've got a lot of cash. Mm. And they know how to drive, well, they know how to uh, capture an audience. They've captured the over-60s audience, you know, had a couple of wines, yeah. let's get them at night, let's get them riled up. Yeah, so yeah they're, they're of... pretty
0: clear running running the Fox playbook down under. Yeah, absolutely. They and should have called it Bilby. Bilby.
1: As <laughs> he <laughs> devils. Yeah, none the yeah. No, uh, I'm, I'm so 10th excited
0: because you last about laughed about the six 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 thing. So yeah trying,
1: sorry. To go put in finance. little bits here and there. <laughs> yeah,
0: um, I'm I'm interested because because as we were saying before, um, yeah, obviously governance of, of social media is is required mm. um, because it's it's so influential. Yeah, um, complicated but required. But one of the things with conspiracy um, material is when you ban it. Mm. It gives it can give it legitimacy. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, and I'm not sure um, we know how to negotiate that yet. Because if for anyone unfamiliar with, with conspiracy style belief, as soon as something gets banned, it becomes what they don't want you to know. Yeah. Or if we weren't if it wasn't true, why would they be banning it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it's false and harmful. <laughs> because but, it's misinformation. But, but the but the argument is often made. That yeah well if it wasn't true why would they be banning it or in, in QAnon they have the phrase um when you're when you're over the target that's when you get flack
1: yeah
0: I think there's obviously a hell of a lot going on in Australia mm. And in
1: Melbourne in particular there's obviously a very long term pandemic stress that's playing out mm-hmm. but uh, like that that's going to be around for a long time like we're you know, yeah feeling the after effects for a long time so it's not like it's just yeah. a one and done kind of. Kind of thing, and I think the issue that is sort of you know burning beneath the surface, as you say, is is climate change. And I think there's been mm. a fair bit that's happened recently, and that is about to happen. So there was a climate change report that came out a few weeks ago mm-hmm. um, that was obviously damning and very damning of Australia's position. The fact that we're recalcitrant internationally mm-hmm. now, we're still sticking mm. to our our coal
0: guns, coal fired yeah. guns. we've had another warning from the singled out by the UN. Is that yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. I love it when my country is singled out for bad behaviour by the UN. Yeah. It, keep, it happens every year or so. <laughs> exactly. So, refugees and climate change, there are two mm. weak points. I know, gross mistreatment of our indigenous population. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and
1: the impending summit. So, we've obviously got mm-hmm. um, Edinburgh, the summit, coming up in the next couple of months as well. So, to me, that means that. The Sky News of the world are going to be pushing their misinformation mm. um, streams as hard as possible to yeah. distract from what's happening, but also to yeah. counteract and, you know, spin if they're going to be a, a propaganda arm for the Liberal government, for Scott Morrison's government, who's in power yeah. now.
0: Or if, or someone else. Or
1: someone else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, then they're going to be trying to... Minimize the out the the fallout from that summit, which Australia's yeah. going to get canned at. Scott Morrison's going to try and pretend like um, we're making some big commitment when we're not. Mm. And another another article just came out in Nature. Yeah. A few and days it's ago. interesting
0: because um, yep. I mean, say what say what you want about Sky. Um, my understanding is that that Sky and Fox um are similar in that if you watch it during the day, yeah, normal. It's pretty. It's pretty yeah. reliable. Like yeah. uh, I remember, um, their uh election statistics, are famously very well trusted. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and unbiased. But and their horse racing sh- coverage is great. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Right. Um, but when the sun goes down, when the the the, the, the self-aware wolves come out, when, the, when it's trots um, and
1: dogs, yeah, yeah,
0: and and Sky and Fox at night, it's. Whether whether they speak to you or not, you you can't disagree that the tone is one of anger, fear. Yeah. Um and they've got a outrage. they've got a scared outrage. They've got a scared thing going with COVID and with and some pre existing anti vax and anti authoritarian sentiment to draw on there. Yeah. And then they'll have a new scared thing going when we finally have to get around with confronting climate change for the travesty it is, or the the crisis it is, which Mm. is happening now. Mm. Um, And they've got a disinformation campaign to draw on there as well, in the Mm. form of climate denial.
1: So for me, that's part of the that's the real driver of um, misinformation, the the volume of it, the, Mm -hmm. the sheer volume of it at the moment.
0: Yeah, sure. Okay.
1: And I think it's going to get a pretty powerful, from that conservative side of of politics in Australia, it's going to Mm -hmm. get a pretty powerful mouthpiece, a bit like Steve Bannon in the States, in the form Mm -hmm. of someone called George Christensen, who's a Nationals MP from Queensland, who has decided to retire at the next election, and no doubt going to um, media or or some kind Mm. of public figure, spreading misinformation, which he does already. He's very anti-lockdown, very anti Science, and yep. no doubt he will look to use his profile to become a focal point for conspiratorial belief in Australia.
0: Mm. Has it, um, I don't know, I mean to put you on the spot, but has he promoted conspiracy thinking before? He, Mr Kristen, he's Christensen.
1: Def- <laughs> he's definitely had QAnon adherents at his rallies.
0: And, oh, and he's that guy. He's yeah, that guy, okay. and he's,
1: he's not sought to distance himself.
0: No, no, he stood in front of their placards. Yes. yeah,
1: yeah. I remember that. Yeah. So he knows that he's onto a winner.
0: Yeah. Okay. Hmm. So that's the mood. It's our for current mood. getting towards QAnon next week. Yeah. So yeah. We can or start... in the next episode.
1: Yeah. We can start. Yeah. I think. I think we've laid the ground. We've talked about um, the precursors. We've talked about our, you know, sort of loose, theoretical thoughts about it. Our armchair analysis of it. Yeah, how, how we think we should respond, and what's going on in Australia right now.
0: Yeah, 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 sure. So we're well situated to finally, mm. we promise, mm. reach our goal of um, looking at QAnon um, and giving a bit of a primer, mm. and then connecting it to its connecting it to Australia and its possible influence here. Mm-hmm. in the past and in the future. Um, my approach, I've I've tried to think... It's a massive topic. Yeah. And I've tried to think of different ways to tackle it and the approach I'm finally going to settle with or I've arrived upon is that as many people state is their introduction to Q, I'm going to watch one of the big marquee Q documentaries. Okay. And I then I'm going to... F- yeah. Yep. Uh, t- yeah. I <laughs> okay. yeah. I commit. I commit. I commit. I'd, I'd, yeah I'll, well maybe i'll watch a few and give you the best one because i've seen some of them before and recommendations are a serious thing okay. in any field yeah. i love my cinema <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to give you a dog i'll try and give you the best one okay. um so we we will watch a QAnon documentary mm. and i'm gonna follow it up with a 48 hour 48 hour what well, i'm gonna sleep yeah uh, a 48-hour deep dive Ooh. down the rabbit hole.
1: This is method acting. This is, this
0: is Yeah, journalism. Yeah. Yeah. This is gonzo debunking, yeah. as I like to do. Yeah. Um. And as to as be fair, I know, I know a bit about Q already. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm not going in totally totally innocent or uninformed. Yeah. Um. But as we've said this episode, during my deep dive into Q, mm-hmm. I will continue to switch off at times. Great. And I'll practice self-care. Get in the garden, and I'll consider other points of view. Very good. So it won't be like getting into at <laughs> <all. laughs> but but that's how I'm I'm going to approach it.
1: Yep, very good.
0: That, um, that works. So yeah, look forward to our our final rabbit hole, mm. perhaps yep. potentially. We'll yep. See how we
1: go from there. The big Warren.
0: Um, well, that was our goal for the the series. It's great, and we're finally getting there. Um, like
1: it's like the mission's targets. We had a we had a target. We didn't have a plan. Yeah. Now, now we've got a plan. We know how much it costs. Yeah. <laughs> cost you?
0: This <laughs> <laughs> was this is a less less highfalutin analogy. I was going to say, the rabbits might still have some pellets to drop after <laughs> they've emerged from the final hole. <laughs> but yeah, climate climate change is important yep. too, kids. Yeah. Um, on. signing off. Mm. It mm. would be remiss not to comment that we are recording on. Nine Eleven. It is indeed. Um, which um, we're not we're not going to give the sol- it, the solemnity it's due, but we it would be remiss not to mention it um, because of its centrality. Obviously, it's 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 a sen- central event in human history um, and the time we live in, but it's its centrality to conspiracy belief, mm. um, and it's, its function, as we mentioned, to, as introducing a lot of people, and it. Um, It makes me think of where I was because obviously in Australia it happened in the middle of the night, Mm. but I watched it unfold I was in yeah I watched unfold because I was in my twenties and I was awake at three in the morning Mm. um, watching TV um, and so were you watching
1: (laughs) were you (laughs) were you watching the screen when the second plane hit Did you
0: see the second plane hit live? I can't remember. Right. Um, My relaxation was so intense at that point <laughs> that I, I couldn't tell you exactly um, which, which elements I saw. I just, I just remember um, uh, the scene, yep. which is probably influenced by the coverage later, mm. but I, I did see a lot of it live, um, I think reported from American TV as an, a sort of emergency broadcast that no one was awake for except me. I um, was watching
1: Sandra Sully.
0: Yeah right, who's an Australian anchor? Legendary woman? late night anchor. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Huskiest voice on television. But I remember, yeah. I think they were. Can I, at... Wait, can I can I can I finish I my,
0: my my thing? Yeah, sorry, go. but it, it yeah. no, it's fine. It just um, but it put me back because there was a lot of um, commentary today about what were you are doing when nine eleven happened. You know, it's everyone. Mm. A lot of people can remember it, um, and how you felt when you were watching it. Our prime minister said today it was a, you know, a day in which everyone felt that that society was shaken to the core or the world was shaken to the core. And I remember at the time being so anti-American, as mm. a, lot of, a lot of people in their 20s, um, especially in Australia, were during the Bush era, so anti-American, so cynical, um, so sort of conspiratorial that... Um, I wasn't. I, I'm not proud of how I felt at the mm. time, um, and I certainly don't feel that way now. Um, but my initial reaction was like, "Well, this is this is what you get." Serves them right. For, for not serves them. Not quite serves them right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I wasn't gleeful. Or right. There was no Schadenfreude. Yeah, yeah. This was. Um. This is mm. the inevitable result. Of 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 things I dimly understood. CIA interventions in politics overseas, mm. um, American sort of false imperial, faux imperialism around the world, mm. yeah, um, and um, and yeah, like I said, I wasn't, I obviously wasn't glad it happened, but I didn't feel the shock that like my yeah. flatmates felt when they woke up. Yeah. Okay. Um. It was. It was like I remember thinking that. Then the words of Malcolm X, the chickens have come home to roost. Right. Okay. So you had a which are, you had a network of belief that it, it fitted into. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which I'm I'm not proud of now. I mean, I I guess I was at an age and a state of mind hmm. and a cultural moment where when you see people die on television, it doesn't affect you in the way it should. You're a bit uh, desensitized. Very desensitized. Yeah. I think it was a, it was a media event that I interpreted. And this was pre-violent video games for you, Matthew, so... Hey, video games make you a better person. They do indeed. Um, certainly helped with you. Yeah. Yeah, so so <laughs> not proud of that. Yeah. Um, but, but in, it's an interesting um, reminder, you know, because I, I call myself a sort of conspiracy sympathiser, mm. um, that my reaction to a major historical event was not at all mainstream, Yeah. <laughs> you know, um... And if I'd, if I'd seen Loose change, I didn't really want to name drop that. If I if I'd seen a whole lot of nine eleven documentaries back in the day, who mm-hmm. knows where I could have, where I could have gone? because yeah, I okay. would already primed for, for a very different interpretation of that event.
1: Yeah, like you say, it wasn't mainstream, but I don't think it was uncommon. Necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There is no no figure on it, but I would have yeah. thought that you know at least 20 or 30% of our uh, cohort
0: would have felt that way. Maybe. I mean, we're the, you know, ADHD babies, a desensitised yeah, exactly. generation. Yeah. But I, I would hope that the, the wider population would think, oh, that's awful for those people. Mm. Um, but, you know, a lot of awful things happen in the news. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you'd, anyway, you'd, I think... You'd, you'd,
1: you'd read a lot on sort of... Sort of history of warfare and everything at that point so i think you had a an understanding of not collateral damage because i don't think that word had that phrase had been invented but you had an understanding not that any. civilians were part of the sort of arena the sphere of war when things were desperate that that was the you know that terrorism or terrorizing yeah. populations was part of the calculi-
0: calculus sometimes maybe maybe yeah, yeah. So maybe it fit into. That. I mean, now I'd like to think you know, I would look at it in more human terms, as I've mm. said. But it's just, it's a good reminder, mm. you know, not to not to lie about how I reacted at the time.
1: Yeah. Like to tell you the truth, I can't remember what my reaction was. I remember mm. being. I think I was a, at a, quite a numb stage of life at sort of yeah. twenty twenty one, so I don't think it resonated really at all in either direction i think mm. i just thought oh well that that's that's a shit thing that's happened but what's all the fuss about there's lots of people dying i think it, mm. that was that was just shortly after um, the tutsis versus the Hoodoos, wasn't it was it like right. or the serbian yeah. conflict i thought well okay a few thousand people have died but like, put it in context i think i just kind of yeah relativized it a bit yeah which obviously I'm not proud of now in hindsight because it's No, terrible. but also
0: it's you know you you have to admit in, from a human perspective mm. that there are thousands of people dying in other places like I think the the Bangladesh floods yeah as well happened around that time yeah. and it does not get the coverage no that that event that that event got
1: yeah. um
0: and and maybe part of the part of the shock was it's it's um it broke a historical narrative yeah, of, of American security and success that, that we'd been building towards. The exceptionalism. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, so for the people who were shocked as well, maybe they weren't looking at it in human terms.
1: So, you know, there's an argument to be made that the ripple effects of conspiracy belief that that promulgated, that initiated, mm. uh, maybe still rippling through... QAnon because you know America has become oh. very much a, a security state as a as a result of 9/11 and mm. QAnon is all anti-security anti-surveillance mm, to an absolutely. extent. so yeah yeah I think there's definitely yeah the, the security
0: apparatus that the that the war on terror established is I think is worth being paranoid about mm. and it's inspired um, a whole bunch of believers or people that influence believers, like the Snowdens and the the Assanges of the world, yeah. Um, and then obviously, there's the 9 the 11 was an inside job um, cohort mm. that persists to this day, and, and that's part of the big tent of which they put um, other beliefs into. Um, and,
1: and the irony then that you know, January 6th. Was undoubtedly an inside job to bring down democracy in mm. America. Yeah. But yet it's fueled. This is where it's complete. It's always the snake eating its own tail with the state of conspiracy belief at the moment or mm. b- conspiracy activism that it's always entirely hypocritical. <laughs> like, we will undo democracy in order to reinstall it.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. Although that's not how people Basically. who have a uh, conspiracy no. view of, of the January 6th um, insurrection see it. No. I think it was just... an an Antifa false flag operation funded by the Democrats yeah. or something. But like just that. The, um, the irony
1: from afar can't be escaped. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Sure. Mm. Yeah. And also, I think it's it's worth noting that, um, you know, once I. once back thinking back to how I was at that time once i'd realized how important this was and being you know it's, i think i was a, beginning to be a student of history at that point and mm. or or and not not very informed but curious about the world and one question i had in the weeks afterwards um, was why did this happen mm. what did the what were the what was the agenda of the terrorists what motivated right. them yeah, and okay. back then you could not get the answer to that ah,
1: question. Pre just Googling Matthew.
0: They were they were evil. Yeah, and this was this I'm seriously dating myself, but this was an age where the internet was smaller. Yeah. Slower. Yeah. Um and you mainly you still Harder. mainly got your news um from the TV or the papers. Mm. Um probably would have been the TV for me. L- and and I still didn't do And didn't I kept waiting. Mm. For the um, Four Corners, which is our, our deep dive investigative journalism show in, the Austra- in Australia, or, or even uh, Talking Head on the News, to talk about the aims or the agenda of these terrorists. And, nothing. and that information was always occluded. Yeah. Um, which I think is instructive. Yeah, absolutely. Um, not to say I would have sympathised with their aims, but it's clearly knowledge worth having after mm. a crisis. Yeah. Wow. My, my only little tidbit yeah. on the way out is that I was watching it with
1: two journalists at the time, two student mm. journalists, one of them who's gone on to have quite a, an illustrious career. So mm. I was being... My lens looking at it, maybe it was part of the objective, relative way I was looking at it at the time, was very much analytical rather than... And, you know, how will this be spun, them talking mm. about how the media was portraying it while it was being portrayed you know they were oh, right. doing there was their, a meta narrative doing their 101 analysis while we were watching of yeah. probably the biggest media event of all time right
0: yeah so that was mm. that
1: was instructive too of how the media yeah. takes something that's happening as it happening live mm-hmm. and looking for the ways to simplify it or to yeah. construct the narrative straight away rather than just letting the the facts speak for themselves
0: yeah, well they succeeded because I still don't know what the terrorists wanted twenty years later. Um, so, guess it's time to sign off. Um, I would I would like to say um, I know we have a lot of um, listeners from the states, who we love mm-hmm. despite what the comments we consistently make. We love your country, especially its <laughs> contribution to East Coast hip hop, um, and nineteen seventies realism in cinema. Yep, and basketball. Thank you lot. Um, and, uh, obviously, um, nine eleven is a, an event that even as Australians, um, we, we don't appreciate in the way people in the States do it, even if you, especially if you've been personally affected. Um, we hope, we hope our, our final summation here didn't seem disrespectful, callous, trite. dismissive, um, mm-hmm. trite. Um, but we, we're just trying to talk about the issue or the event honestly, um, personally and in the context of the podcast which is conspiracy theories and extreme belief hmm.
1: and there's some pretty grounding context for for next week
0: yeah so next week the true dive begins where <laughs> we go like <laughs> i'm not gonna say it. we're yeah. looking at QAnon next week look forward to it thank you as always listeners and thank you Locky boy
1: thank you matt good luck all right see everyone bye see you next time